Hello and welcome to episode 91 of the Perth to Paisley podcast. The 2022-23 Scottish football season is nearly upon us. So myself, Adam Kennedy and my co-host Daniel McIver have decided to get together, have a chat about all that's happening at Heart Midlothian Football Club. How are we, McIver? Long, long time no see or speak. Yeah, I know. It's been... We were just saying there before we started recording it hasn't felt like a month but it has it's actually been a month and a week by the time that this goes up um yeah i'm just i think the mood of the fan base is very much like the mood of us just now we're just excited really looking forward to getting back into it before an inevitable decline (laughs) that decline will be after like all the papers will build up some like title ch- could this be the season can we finally see a league winner outside of glasgow hearts might start well and then no we finish ninth yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're back to playing the premier sports cup group stages oh, before we know it no. um at least that's something this season i know that's quite good for like your ground hoppers to tick off you know various venues but i cannot no, because we just play in vanessa and count <laughs> being there for a year that's true and we flirted with like peter head yeah brilliant what, what a buzz um but look before we get into discussing you know a, a summer that should have seen a world cup that's still a, a touchy subject um scotland failing to qualify for yet another tournament um the heart midlothian family lost one of its favorite sons this past week as drew busby passed away on friday uh, the first of july at the age of 74 now mcciver we don't know an awful lot about drew busby um, but there is a fantastic article on the club website which i read today um containing a, a profile which was written by club historian david speed which contains a standout sentence for me in particular um saying Hart suffered a number of hammer blows during the mid-70s, but Drew Busby was a light at the end of the tunnel, and he always made it worthwhile coming along to Tynecastle despite the setbacks. Um, a massive blow to the football club, isn't it, McIver? Yeah, it's just gotten, especially because now, like, 74 isn't that old. Like, it really isn't. And, yeah, obviously, he predated us by a couple of decades at Hearts. <laughs> um which I'm sure some listeners always love to hear about. But I I said on Twitter when the news broke that one of my first memories ever, not just footballer memories, one of my first memories ever, is me as a toddler with my dad singing the Drew Busby song to me to make me laugh. It was like a thing he would do if I was crying or just being annoying he was like i'll sing the drew busby song and that'll that'll shut him up works like a charm exactly and it did and it's so weird i I was saying this actually this past week because of the song i thought up until i was about 10 years old that drew busby was from newcastle because just the sentence is he comes from the north and he'll drink all your whiskey in newcastle brown i was like well we wouldn't call the north where he's actually from and oh they've specifically named the brand there so he must be enjoying it and then i was like 10 years old when it was like oh he was scottish but it's just incredibly sad and that sentence is so important he was playing for us during a time that we were not very good to put it lightly and he just seemed to be from anybody who saw him back then or any books or reports or articles like that he always seems to be a name that it was like at least we had him so 
100% just thoughts go out to his friends and family and all other fans that are affected by it. It's very much reminiscent of Craig Gordon in the championship season, uh, stroke yes. Liam Boyce. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but yeah, I think, uh, I think elsewhere in the article it said that he was, was it top 14 favourite Hearts players of all time? I don't know something if that's... Something like that, yeah. something like that, yeah. So, a massive loss and, and like you say, our sincerest condolences to the Busby family uh, and those that, that knew Drew personally. A great loss for the football club. Um, However, heading into the new season, the Jambos have opted to take on a couple new recruits. I want to talk about those that have signed on, first and foremost. Um, so do I. Oh, I knew that there would be a flaw in a, in a big Austrian <laughs> man putting pen to paper. And here we are. We've finally arrived at... Um, Connor Smith and Peter Hanning have signed on for another season. You're probably the biggest Peter Hanning fan that I know. So, and you've also spoken in the past of your admiration for Connor Smith. So, the floor is yours. On, on you go. What a time to be alive! It truly is. First of all, yes, buzzing for Connor Smith. We're hearing all the plans that he's apparently going to get loaned out to a Championship side until January, then come back straight into the first team because. The first team will be shattered after playing <laughs> so regularly uh, for the first half of the season, so he can come in as cover for that. So, any uh, any preference as to where he'll go back to Queens Park, possibly? Yeah, sure. It's somewhere that he did very well at one young player of the season there last year. So, sure, somewhere that. T- sorry gonna... to just chuck that on the spot, but no, that is a good point. Yeah, that is that is a, probably a good option for him. Just a sustained period of where he's doing well, um, but. No disrespect to him, but the, the big news and the one that I think the fan base was most excited about is Peter Haring signing. I'll be honest, I'd accepted he was gone. The fact that it was still weeks after the cup final and we'd heard nothing, I was like, that's it. He's gone. We currently have Devlin and McInef who can play centre mid. We're going to need to look at other options. And then his absence. Yeah, exactly. Seemingly out of nowhere, the video came out. That was brilliant, to be fair. The Hearts admin, they've had a cracking summer, to be honest. It's been it's been excellent, and I'm I'm just so happy. I I still think he's one of our best players on his day. I think last season he proved a lot of doubters wrong. To be honest, I think a lot of people were saying that's it. He's had his time, and then when Benny had his injury. He just came in and often was one of the best players on the park. You think of a lot of the away games that we had as well. He was often controlling the game, which has massively benefited us. I love him. He's one of my favourite Hearts players ever, easily. I I saw he was having a laugh because it's now just him and Smith who are like here from the last few years. Obviously, Gordon is a much more elder statesman in terms of he was here decades ago, but of... I know what you mean, for like their spell, their active spell at the club. Yeah, because as suitors away, it was Haring, Suter and Smith. They were the, the three and now it's just those two. Smith hasn't beaten by a year. Smith's been here for five. Whereas Yeah, that's right, because um, it was Levine that signed Haring. Yep, in that mental Castle summer where we signed Smith. like 20 players. <laughs> and only Haring was good out of them, basically. And yeah. did we not play Inverness in the League Cup? I think we did, actually, yeah. <laughs> like you mentioned, one of the many occasions. Thankfully, he's not getting to do that this uh, this season. And can look yeah, forward to Europe buzzing. instead. 
Exactly, that's what I mean. I'm so happy for him that after everything he's been through with the club, he now gets to shine in some of the biggest games in our lifetime. Buzzing for him. It is brilliant that Europe's such an additional pull factor within retaining players, signing players, um, and obviously talking of signing players, just before Peter Haring opted to stay in Gorgie, Hearts clinched their first summer signing as Alan Forrest swapped West Lothian for Edinburgh. The former Livingston winger joins the Jambos on a two-year deal. Uh, what did you make of that? Because there was talk of Dundee United, I think, were the other mm-hmm. sort of high-profile club showing an interest, but Hearts have, uh, hearts have swooped. I'm happy with it. I think there was an air of... Some people maybe don't know much about him and just hear, we've signed a guy from Livingston to push for Europe. Is this the level we should be getting? And I think that's a bit harsh on him. I think some people were kind of turning their nose up a wee bit at the prospect of him. And I think that's harsh considering he was very good for Livingston last season. And Livingston, obviously, they just missed out on the top six by a point or a couple of points. But without him and Bruce Anderson, of course, I think they would have been nowhere near the top six. By a um, goal, in essence, it was they missed out. Oh, yeah, even, of course. Because yeah. with that last gasp equaliser. He, he was a, a real standout for Livy. Um, and even, to, I think, toward the back end, sort of when like the post-split games, when they know that they're not getting top six, still, you know, saw out the, the duration of his deal continued to perform week in week out and I think on a free transfer I think he's a no brainer to be perfectly that's honest. the big thing as well it's a free and it's a two year deal so it's a sensible contract length there's no money involved in terms of an upfront fee low risk potentially high reward yeah, yeah I, I, I'm all for that signing as ah, well. and he scored two in his debut in pre-season so it, he's the, class was it the second an absolute second goal was incredible oh yeah. stupendous um, then on my 24th birthday we made Happy two birthday. summer signings. Thank you very much. Um, thanks, everybody, for all your messages as well. Um, I, this gives me the fear because I just, <laughs> I'm just going to view Kai Rolls and Lewis Nielsen as those two signed on my birthday, so that is why they're going to be horrendous. <laughs> um, I'll give you a get-out-of-jail-free card for Kai Rolls. It'd kind of be known for a wee while. That is true. That is true. And in fairness... I also received a birthday message from his compatriot, Cammy Devlin. Um, yes. n- not a problem. Also been around the house for a cuppa. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know a lot about bread rolls other than that is a fantastic nickname. I know that Craig Moore, I think, is his agent because I heard him talking on Go Radio about him. Um, but three-year deal alongside Natiaka, obviously now part of the Socceroos squad that has qualified for Qatar. Scotland ain't going to be there, so I guess we're all cheering on the Aussies. Uh, what did you make of that three-year deal? I'm Listen, I have made it clear, and people kind of mock me for it, I get more excited about defensive additions than forward additions, because I just like defensive football and defenders. I, 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 honest like to that. God, I don't know how... I'd like, I, I can't fathom that at all. Yeah. I'm I spewing prefer- that we've not signed the centre-forward yet. I'm still annoyed at that, but... <laughs> I, I get excited by defenders rather than everybody else who seems to get excited by forwards. But I'm very excited in general about Kai Rose. I watched both Australia games that he featured, the last two qualifiers in full, where he won man of the match. Was it Peru and... Peru and the thingy who they beat to get there. Him. Oh, it's been a month. I can't mind now. It's been too long. There wasn't a classic... Let's no, just say, I heard it was, it was awful, I didn't game. watch it. 
But it was a very bad game. Way extra time. I can't mind. I'm going to search. <laughs> Carry on. Basically, he was fantastic in them. I also watched the highlights of uh, Central Coast Mariners versus Barcelona, where he was very impressive there as well. That, that genuinely, Jason Cummings up against that Barcelona backline will never not be funny to me. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, he just looks good. He he fits the bill in kind of every single department that we need. He is. A left-sided player again, which some people are going, that's not a replacement for Suter. Nielsen's made it clear we're still going to try and sign another uh, right-hand-sided uh, centre-half. He's very good in the air, it seems, but then sometimes he's really poor in the air. <laughs> so he seems a wee bit inconsistent there, but in terms of passing, he's very good. In terms of ball winning, he's very good. In terms of his positioning, he's very good. And with his age, we've got much like Atkinson, we've kind of with the contract length, given them time to develop. I'm very excited. June 98 when all the cool kids were born. Um, yeah, Australia uh, got the better of Peru on pens. Mm-hmm. It was uh, the UAE that they beat. Yes, the of course prior. it was. Yes. So I, I'm just looking at their three, four rounds, then a final. That's yeah. absolute nonsense. Fair point in them. I'm buzzing for them. Um, and of course we hope that you know, all three of our Aussie Jambos can, can make it in the squad. Uh, Lewis Nielsen, of course, like I say, in the same day, not the gaffer's boy, but followed in the gaffer's footsteps by swapping Tanadice for Tynecastle. Um, he joins again on a, a three-year deal, I think it was, after his Dundee United contract came to an end. Um, we've just had a defender that we nicked from Dundee United for a minimal fee move on to Rangers. Um, needless to say, we hope that isn't the case again, Lewis. They're basically a feeder club for young like prospects on the United state. Hearts Rangers is just yeah. going to become the pathway now basically um, oh, I won't lie to you and pretend that I knew a single thing about this guy before the day before we were linked to him okay like, I'd never really heard of him either um, I will say it's coming out today as we're recording this we're recording this on the 5th I feel a wee bit bad for him because he said he's had to delete social media because of the abuse he was getting through Dundee United fans so that's, that's, that's always a bonus shite. and I see United are adamant that he's under contract and that they're due some sort of compensation well this has been the main talking point of the yeah. transfer no one's really speaking about who he is and his Hearts talent are adamant that his United deal has ran down and that it's a free transfer United don't view it that way so it's they view it interesting as they, their stance is that they offered a contract to him in writing before the end of February which would mean that regardless whether or not he accepted it, which of course we know he didn't, they are then entitled to a compensation fee. Whereas it seems our perspective is no, there was only verbal agreements, there was nothing official, so therefore no compensation fee is required. Obviously, we'll find out in the tribunal that that will come to light because it could be pretty easy to prove one way or another if there was an official contract given. But it doesn't really matter to us. Like, he's not here. Like, yeah, he's not going to leave if we do have to or don't have to pay money. But, again, just someone who Dundee United fans seemed quite annoyed at, le- at losing. If if he's losing them, if he's leaving them on a free, it's made them even more annoyed. But just generally, leaving them, they seem very frustrated by that. He seems very ambitious. And obviously having worked with the coaching team before as well, it seems a no-brainer. Hearts and United potentially going to court over something that happened 
Wow, what where, have I, yeah. Yeah, where have I heard that before? Well, we did, it didn't work out very well for us last no, time. No, we're so. hoping for a different outcome, that's for <laughs> yeah. sure. Um, what was it? I, I thought United were going to like prove quite sound again, but now they're just going back to, no. to being bellends. But... Tam Coates has left, yeah. and now I don't need to like them at yeah. all. <laughs> nobody, nobody cares now. Yeah. Um, but, look, we've spoken about three signings already. I get the impression that the one that you'll be most pleased with, McIver, is the permanent signing of Alex Cochran, who was signed from Brighton and Hove Albion on a three-year deal. I love the fact that Davy Weir was so influential in this move, <laughs> with it's him class. swapping England's south coast for Scotland's capital city. Hibs, your affiliation with Brighton is non-existent. It's piss poor. It's served you absolutely nothing so far. Long may that continue. Get it right round you. And I hope they lose Josh Doig and then have to try and find a left back from elsewhere. Thanks very much. Well, what I was about to say was, I do find it a wee bit funny that Hearts fans are saying this, and I get it. Go for it. Like, we seem to be the best. Way. But at the same time, the one position... I've just ripped out my earphones. I'm so excited by this. <laughs> the one thing they don't need is a left back. If we're being honest with ourselves. They're like... Stevenson's weird and seems to just be playing everywhere just now for Hibs. And it's like, oh, we'll just put him into different positions and hopefully it works. <laughs> and Josh Doyle currently looks like he's staying, even though some people were like, well, because Calvin Ramsey's went... For this amount of money, that means Doig is going to go for the same amount of money, which is not how it works and of course, at all. And I don't know if it's just lazy journalism, but it seems as though there's counting on a domino effect for Aaron Hickey moving to Brentford, as though Bologna are going to look to Edinburgh yet again for a young Scottish left-back to develop. Just snap up Josh Doig and then leave Hibs to figure it out for themselves, but... I have no idea. But anyway... On Alex Cochran! (laughs) Yeah. I got to use my graph in the last episode. Oh, my God. (laughs) The graph. And I was like... I said in it, if you go back to the season review, that I was very hopeful that he'd sign, but very accepting on the fact that he wouldn't sign. And I was of the opinion that if he was going to sign, it was going to have to be on a season-long loan when we found out that Brighton picked up his one-year optional extension, and obviously that was always just going to be to get a fee, but I assumed the fee would be astronomical and there was no way that we were going to be able to pay it. Yeah, that's that's probably just a couple of weeks of Mark Cucurella's wages, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) But what's actually happened is, if you listen to all the rumours and kind of what Cochrane himself said, is that he had offers from down south and chose to decline them and come back up here, even though we will almost definitely have been offering lower wages so QPR and QPR, QPR and, and Coventry. Ch- Coventry was the other one, that's right. Yeah, so even just from that perspective, it's a young player who at the age he is, I don't even think he's 22 yet, I think he's still 21. Yeah, that's right. Has looked so assured in the Scottish top flight for the side that finished third. Yes, there was a couple of bad performances, but for his age, you expect it, but they were very much not the norm. The norm was that he was a consistent, good player who you knew what you were getting. And that's at such a young age, and we are now getting him on a long-term deal, so can watch his development. He knows the league already, much like that's a pro of Alan Forrest's, and to a lesser extent, Lewis Nielsen's signing. It's people who know the league. Cochrane knows the league very well, considering how well he did in it last season. And I'm just absolutely buzzing. I, I, I don't want to wind you up here, but Cammy Devlin may or may not have said to me, 
a day or two before it happened that he was adamant that it was going to happen. I didn't want to spoil that for everybody. I just thought, let's let everybody else discover that for themselves. He's going to be raging. You're throwing him under the bus. Sorry, Cammy. Uh, I could leak a lot worse. I'll just keep that. I'll tell you off here. <laughs> let's just let's go with that. Right. That sounds <laughs> ominous. Can we just say no, we're no. not accusing Cammy Devlin of any sort of activity? Well, no, it's, it's not, not Cammy per se. It's somebody else. Right. Let's moved on. Anyway, we're going to move on. Um, our right. f- fifth summer signing <laughs> and our most recent uh, saw George Grant join the Jambos from recently relegated Peterborough. Uh, our last signing from the Porsche was Michael Smith, who we've obviously talked about at length this episode already. So that has proved a phenomenal acquisition. Let's hope that this one is as well. I, there seems to be a lot of talk that George Grant suffered with Peterborough and their promotion, they'd the signed him from Lincoln. Shit. Yeah, they'd signed him from Lincoln, and he was flying in League One, and seemingly struggled in the Championship. Does that concern you at all, or is this just a new start for him totally? I don't think it concerns me because we're going to be more like Lincoln in the sense that we're a team who's expected to be doing well. Every <laughs> Certainly, week. hope we're not going to be like Lincoln. Yeah, as we say, that's a sentence that probably has never been said. In there's the there's of, your title. Yeah, we are a side who more often than not are expected to win, whereas Peterborough were very much expected to be in the position they were in, having to sit back and defend. Whereas if you listen to Lincoln fans speaking about Grant in his time there, he was the nucleus of how well they were doing going forward. And he'll have that freedom with us. Hopefully he gets played in the right position. I saw other people... Peterborough fans actually seemed a wee bit gutted he was going because... Well, one, they got relegated, so you'd probably think, oh, okay, he's, he was really good in League One the last time, he'll probably do it this time. But a lot of fans, and he himself said in the Hearts TV interview that he was getting played out of position, and as a result, he couldn't properly sink his teeth into one area. Whereas with Lincoln, he was just told, play where you want to play. And I feel like that screams of Barry Mackay going down south, not being played properly in the right areas. I like that. But... When he came up here, Nielsen has given Mackay that freedom and hopefully he gives Grant that freedom in the sense of we will play you where you want to play. Go and do what you can do. That was the sort of general consensus amongst Peterborough fans, wasn't it? That he hadn't mm-hmm. been given a sufficient chance, really. Yeah. So it, it's almost like like the Barry Mackay syndrome. But again, that sort of screams to me like Aaron McInef as well. Now, obviously, it's another mm-hmm. competitor for McInef. Yeah. So... I don't know whether he slips even further down the pecking order or what what the script is, but hopefully we can uh, we can see more from both next season. Definitely, um, and, and with more games, hopefully that should yield more opportunities. I think that will be the case. What are you hoping for in terms of more additions? Because we are in desperate need of a centre forward or two. Um, given that Liam Boyce is the only real recognised striker at the club. Oh, can we speak about that for a second? Bash on. The Boyce rumours. Absolute nonsense. <laughs> like, I like how the Boyce has come out himself and been like, what was that? Where's that? He was literally, I, I can't remember the exact quote, but he was like, why would I go down, get demoted to the championship, get Hearts back to Europe, and then go, now I'm leaving for the team that finished 10th. Like, and, what? And, and Ipswich as well. Like, I get, Ipswich are quite a big club down there, but is he really, like... Is he he's really going to support his family? I, I'm like, they're 
they've been in League One for a good few years now. I don't mean to be too disrespectful because they are they are a big club, like I say. But come on, there's no real. That club was test, just there. the the source originally was the Sun, and people just and ran they, with yeah. it. Uh, all you needed to say was that. Exactly. <laughs> the source yes. was the Sun, and it was absolute Boyce, nonsense. Boyce currently, unless you count like Mackenzie Kirk, are our own, is our only recognised. You and Henderson, forward. maybe. Oh yeah, I forgot about Ewan. In fairness, but he's kind of been a right only winger. only senior, yeah, only senior yeah, striker. Fair. Yeah, I just because uh, the, the I see fans say break break the bank for Sims, but we'd be breaking the bank firstly for his transfer fee, secondly for his wages. We can't destabilize an entire wage no. structure for one player. It doesn't matter no. who that one player is. It's not. It's not going to happen. No, I, uh, I've just got this horrible gut-wrenching feeling that he's going to sign for Rangers and I don't know why. Apparently Rangers aren't interested in him. That was also just like... It was, o- it was only because Kenny Miller put forward the suggestion. Yeah, that was it! That Kenny was literally Miller, it. I think we should sign him and that was it. And then everybody just let with it and now, I, now I've got the fear. <laughs> they've, they've, just, they've just nabbed John Sewer. I just... I don't know. I don't think you will. I don't Surely think not. I really hope not. But yeah, we def- I think we need two strikers, a right-sided centre-half, a winger, a centre mid. I, I, oh, I, I actually, top of the A creative top midfielder. You're yeah, going to say a, back, a backup goalkeeper. A backup goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. However, Ross Stewart currently has played one pre-season friendly and kept a clean sheet. Actually, as you're talking about who you want, we're currently recording this as we're playing East Fife. I'm going to check what the score is. How are we getting on? We're 3-0 <laughs> up inside 30 minutes. Fantastic. One of my pals is there oh, tonight. So and good. let's... Speaking about right-sided centre halves, yes. the rumour is that the the oh my god, Alex Cochrane just scored a raker. Well, his second of the game because it is he scored the first. I've no, seen, Finley Pollock scored a raker. Then I've seen Cochrane one nil, Pollock two nil, and the thirds yet to come this, up on, on my live score. So the the third is from what rumoured to be is Joe Wright. Yes, this a trialist. So who he's gets the trialist. Yes, exactly. Go to everybody, try desperately get a job. Airdrie had about 25 of them. Um, but yeah, Joe Wright is an interesting one. Again, a right-sided centre-half who we're going to be signing and then he had a John Suter-level injury. Most recently with Doncaster, I think it was, yes. wasn't it? Yes, and has been training with us. I Listen, I totally get it where this was kind of an A.D. White situation where we took a player who De- hasn't delighted played. Delighted that you said this. This is, what, this is what I want to escape. Right, but I think depending on his wages, it's quite low risk because we're obviously getting him for a free. It's not like we're paying for anybody. We couldn't offer a pay-as-you-play type deal, could we? Nah, not at the level we're at. I don't think There's so. no way a, a player would accept but then it, that. But that's a big gamble then for a player that has proved it just, injury I think prone. it just depends. But he's never had an injury prior to that. And then a John Suter type level. Yeah, yeah. Because by that logic, then Benny is a risk. No, and 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 this, and this is what I was going to say. You know, every player there's an element of risk that they get injured. Yeah. It's, it's just what happens. But it does seem as though if we can get the best out of Joe Wright, then he could prove a, a shrewd addition. I'd I'd take it if he has if he has like acceptable wages. I'd also take it if I felt as though Robbie. You know the coaching staff, Joe Savage. If everybody's on board with this signing, then by all means. Because so far, more often than not, 
we have got it right. Yeah. If you'll pardon Definitely. the pun, and long may that continue. That was so un- that was unintentional. <laughs> and then I just clocked it there. That is that is terrible. No, you should have styled it out. And <laughs> I know, but I, I, I just it. I can't help myself. That was dreadful. Um, I don't know about like other players. I want to I, I want to ask because there's been talk of Connor Ronan. There's been talk of Lauren Shankland. I'm devastated. We're not moving for Dylan Levitt. What's what? What's your thoughts? Is there any outstanding signing that you'd want to see? Have you got anybody in mind? Andy Carroll. Not this pish again, man. <laughs> we need I feel like this, this rumor is not going to go away. <laughs> I, I, I'm checking right now if he's signed for somebody. I beg he has, but he I get the impression that a fitness that test at Club Bruges. Right. See you later. No thanks. Come on, somebody else. What was that? What was that? That fake Everton account who was like, Hearts might be signing Rondon. Yeah, Salomon Rondon. <laughs> what is this? Some transfer bot. What is that? He's on the, forty grand a week. The, the worst thing was <laughs> that came up, and then I searched Hearts and Salomon Rondon, and there's an article from like twenty twenty. So I think we're still like we're either being relegated or we're like just chilling in the championship, <laughs> and we're trying to convince Salomon Rondon to come on over. I don't. I personally don't have any specific individuals in mind. I have positions. That I would like filled, and I trust Nielsen and Savage together to fill them with adequate. It's not, it's not our job. In fairness. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's our job yeah, to cheer them on. The <laughs> we cheer them on when we get there. But I mean, in, in fairness, according to Adam, he is a scout. Considering well, he got Barry McKay. I've got a 50-50 percent success rate. Hey, GMS just got an assist and he scored against Europa FC. So he's going to be player of the year. Get the player of the year shout for last year. Get it in now. Get it in now. <laughs> Did I did I say that last year for last season? I meant last year for this season. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Sorry about that, guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So of course, <laughs> an abundance of new signings coming in. We hope to obviously see a couple more additions. In terms of departures, we knew yeah. about John Suter. We knew about Jamie Walker. However, Loic de Moore <laughs> finally appears to have returned to his native France to sign for FC Versailles, who play in the Championnat National. Would you make of that? French third tier. Um, last season, McIver, you thought that he looked like Zidane in pre-season. Um, and <laughs> can I just say, a massive fan of his new club announcing it, Hearts not really giving a toss. And it's only then when I went on the website today to check, I was like, oh, we did actually post something that Lloyd Demure's left. Yes! <laughs> Come on! He was like Zidane in that game. <laughs> he got three assists. It's funny that you say that because as this podcast is released... I will be in the exact same place I was a year ago. So watching, you will. Watching Demure. At Ainsley Park. Zidane. That, I mean, that, there's been many a baller that has crescent Ainsley Park. He's He's got and me up there. Demure, Demure was one of the best. And just, <laughs> I, I'm devastated he can't play in Europe for us. I'm gutted. 
He'll always be remembered. In all seriousness, had he played for in Europe for us, that would be top ten. It would have been the highlight that, of my heart. That would have been up there with like Connor Salmon playing in Europe for us and scoring in that Burkhardt game. I got you. He did. I forgot <laughs> about that. Um, apparently, we're saving around a hundred and fifty grand by letting them go. Uh, Smart three, business. My goodness gracious me, what is happening? In three years, he played 21 games, which is a fucking great start. That's such an amazing start. Who posted that? I can't... It's just, like, the start. If somebody, Hart said it, I think. Hart said it. It was like, like we went on to make 21 appearances. Oh, that is so embarrassing. I will say this, right? And I genuinely will die on this hill. Oh, there was no. worse than him in that 1920 squad. Glenn Whelan, I'm looking at you. Machino, I'm, I'm looking at you. I'm looking at people who just inexplic. But well, okay, there was maybe ne- not there was, there worse. was yeah, there, no, there, there was worse. But, but who got more sustained game time inexplicably? But I feel as though we saw more in said limited game time than we ever saw from Demur. I disagree. I think he was. Remember that Hibs game, that Easter Road derby where he was legitimately really good. Yeah, but they were pants that night. Let's be we honest. were bottom of the league, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were we were great, and we were surprisingly brilliant. That was one of the best derbies I've been to. But Listen, they were gash that night. I think he would have shown in this Hearts team. I think he would have been one right. of the best players. Seriously, you need to put the drink down. I know, but imagine what I would I know, be if no, 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 Now I'm convinced that that's a lie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to be on something. Keep it in. You got a bottle of water with your vodka. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) He will always be remembered as one of my favourite Hearts players ever. For the 21 games. Yep, that's right. It's mainly because of the one in the pre-season that doesn't even get counted in his 21. Never seen a 21-game Hearts career like it. (laughs) Exactly. Hey, in fairness, you really haven't. There has never been somebody who has had a 21 no. game career like Loic Demur. Craig B had an outstanding nine games. <laughs> Loic Demur yeah. has trumped that. What a hero. One of the best bits of business we've ever done. He'll smash it. He'll eventually end it. Zidane's about to take over at PSG. He'll be his first sign in and he's going to absolutely smash it. I cannot wait to see what he does. Just He'll as, always be welcome at Time Castle with me. Just as well, PSG did not announce Zidane, and they've announced their new head coach, which isn't Zinedine Zidane. Oh, have they not? Who is no, it? Uh, some, is it Christophe Gaultier or something's his name? Oh, is it? Is that, yeah. that guy? Yeah. Poch is, Poch is away, and they've brought him in, so that's... Yeah. Well, he'll be his that's new, great. That, well, new sign. Well, uh, that, that, give, it, give it a couple of seasons. They might be you know, squaring off in Ligue 1. We don't know. Exactly. See, you believe. You're starting to believe. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Love you, like. <laughs> I'm delighted you're away. Thanks for hee haw. Right. Um, and we're not going to see Loic Demur in one of the best things about the summer in terms of football when all the kits come out and we have dropped a couple of absolute corkers. Wow. Class. No, neither of us are wearing them. Um, I'm no, I don't have either I'm, yet. I'm currently skint. I've been to Tynecastle many a time um, with where I now work um, in the summer. Not passed into the club shop to, to purchase a new a new top yet. Financially disadvantaged to admit people, but that's fine. We'll get we'll get there. We'll get them because that to me, this is the best pair of kits that we've had since 2014-15, without a shadow of a doubt. I loved last year though. 
I loved last year. But I, it, the away wasn't great. The home was nice. I loved the, the away last mm. season. The, the away, I thought, was a banger initially. And I, I don't know, it's just... You know when it's supposed to grow on you, it's probably shrunk on me. That's interesting because I actually think most people have went the reverse. I think yeah. a lot of people didn't like it. and I mean, maybe Definitely. it's because we've had such a good season in it, so people have fond memories. Yeah, nobody cares. Yeah. yeah. Um, I might rip but, the sponsor off mine because I think that's what does it for a lot of people. That always hearts. Yeah. That's it. Mm. Um, I think I love I love them both. The twi- The home kit one is like a better 2012 kit. Yes, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's like if the twenty twelve didn't have Wonga on it, basically. And yeah. It's a dark and a maroon, little bit, and it's a little not bit one of a different color. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I really like that. I I have actually seen the away one in person. As I see, I'm the polar here. opposite. I've only seen the home in person. Ah, but seeming, we're covering both sides. But seemingly the the, the demand for the away has just gone through the roof. It's mental. They can't Which is brilliant. Have we, we we've we've done that a couple of times in recent seasons because there was the black, the all black with the yeah, it's sort of similar to this jumper that I'm wearing. Yeah, and then we, th- it's normally our third kits because the third kit last yeah, season was and exactly that's what I was going to say the the, the Inter Milan esque third, which has obviously mm-hmm. been kept on for this season as well, which is great. That's you know flown off the shelves, and mm-hmm. now of course we've got this this season's away. It's, Great, Umbro do a cracking job. I was for us. literally just about to say Umbro they, are always they, great. They really do. They've done a far better job than Adidas ever did, and I love Adidas. Yeah. Um, but Umbro are Umbro are our top dogs, hundred percent. They've absolutely smashed it. Really happy with both of them. Um, I didn't actually realize, like, until I saw it in person this past Saturday, how nice the little like dots are on the away kit. Like, I didn't realize how obvious they'd be. But they they're they're quite subtle in a in a really nice way. I just think it's I just think it's great. And and we were talking about uh, the Hearts admin, you know, like prior earlier on in the episode, they played an absolute blinder with when it was supposedly leaked, and then them releasing the video. Somebody's definitely going to get sacked at Umbro for that for chucking yeah. it up on the website. But yeah. we all got a good giggle out of it. So sorry you lost your job, but. You know, times are tough for everybody. It's not but, just th- you. but thanks for but the thanks. laugh. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for a great afternoon on Twitter. Yeah. Thoroughly enjoyed my time. Yeah, it, what the club handled it incredibly well, um, and I am glad that it didn't scupper things too badly. <laughs> like they were still able. They to took it pretty concert. well, in fairness. Yeah, classic kit Scotland didn't get a wee shout out when they probably should have. And I, would, yeah. I just, I, <laughs> I loved all the searches, like, who, who are Stella or Amada? Like, Why is Craig Halkett yeah. so handsome? And I was like, they've been listening to the show! Because that's the that's the drum we were buying for oh, ages! Sensational, man. Great so pattern. Like I say, the admin needs a pay rise. They've had an absolute storm. A lot of kits this year are good, by the way. Yeah, even in Scotland. What other ones in Scotland do you like that you've seen? Aberdeen's kits are great. Aberdeen's home is stunning. Yeah, it's amazing. Annoyingly stunning. Killy's third kit is one of my favourite kits I've ever seen. Is that the one with the crazy colours and the sort of... The purple and all that. I love that. I love purple kits. It's not bad. Someone has a pink kit. I can't remember who it is. And I'm immediately... Pink kits are my favourite kits. Was it Inverness? I think it was Inverness. I'm certain they've had a couple. You may be right. So I feel like that's just continuing. I don't know. If it was Inverness or whoever it was, you've I, smashed that. I, I, I hate to say it, but Celtic's black with the green stripes is really nice as well. 
I haven't actually seen that one. Oh, it's annoyingly nice. Oh, Same it? with the Aberdeen, yeah. Hibs's new home is honking, man. <laughs> it's it's dreadful. Mate. I have a Hibs mate who I work with, and I was able to be the one to show me. <laughs> so I just like turned my phone, and they went, right, that isn't the real. Show is the actual one. That is, no, it is. That, that it's very uh, bad. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of others throughout the league. That what do you make of the Motherwell home? You seen the Motherwell home? Oh, the Motherwell one's great. Yeah, the, it's so that, nice. That, that's one that sort of has it's it's growing on me. I thought it was a bit. You know when we had the sort of ten eleven Ajax style, mm-hmm. and yeah. everybody said that the stripe was kind of too big. Yeah. It's. I thought that initially about the, so the Motherwell that. home, and now mm-hmm. it's it's growing on me. I, I think Motherwell always have a good kit. Yeah, they I'm are. I'm convinced they always have a decent cool. kit. I will say this, a, a kit that I seem to have a different view on a lot of people is, I don't like Dunfermline's away. Oh, the is that the maroon? One. Yeah. yeah. I don't like the collar the on it. I love funny. a collar. I love a collar on a kit, but it's too big. It's really 90s, but in a bad way. Because I love our away keeper kit. The red one where it's like mental. That's, that's bonkers. I might just buy that. I ne- yeah, I've never I bought it. a goalkeeper kit in my life, but I'm very tempted. Our keeper kits this season are weird, and I'm full of but keeper They're weird, kits should wacky, be weird. and wonderful. Yeah, Hutter, yeah, it's like we're paying homage to, as you say, like teams of old with just yeah. bonkers. You know how the club have that collection on at the minute, and they had one. I think it was like the fifth or sixth one, and it was an old goalkeeper kit, and it's literally like crazy colours. I think it's Aye, like the pink, diamonds, the yellow, yeah, all diamonds all yeah. over it and whatever. Yeah, yeah. we need need That's some close. more of that. Need some more of that shit in our lives. Hundred yeah. percent. Um. And yeah, I'm trying to think of other topics. Of course, we've got, as well as the first team, we could be talking about the B team's results on here, given that Hearts will join both Celtic and Rangers in having a second string participate in this season's Lowland League. Uh, I'm pleased to see them in playing in Rosewell at Ferguson Park. That's not too far away from my gaff, albeit yes, I'll be back at uni. But I think the old man's going to nip along to... To a couple of games and whatever. I was there at the weekend. Uh, there we go. You you you, you can tell them all the hot spots. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, obviously none of the three B teams can be promoted. They're playing alongside another sixteen teams. I think it is. Obviously, your local team, Galafairy, Dean in there. Other Edinburgh side, Spartans, Civil Service Strollers. We've even got Trinent Juniors now, of course. Yeah. Um, all in all in the fifth tier. <sighs> What what do you make of it? Do you remember when everybody thought that it'd be for a season? <laughs> just the, the, the gruesome twosome. Yeah, what what a buzz. Well, there was a lot of discussion last season about how well Rangers and Celtic are only in it for a year. It's fine, and everyone went, "No, it's not. Of course, it's not just going to be one year." And listen, there's no reserve league anymore, which is ridiculous. And from a if I'm looking at this through a Hearts perspective, this benefits us. Obviously it does. It gives our players the ability to be playing regularly and aid their development. But then when I look at it from a just general footballing perspective, a lot of Scottish football fans, especially clubs the size of us, Hibs, Aberdeen, Dundee United, Motherwell to an extent, often complain about Celtic and Rangers strictly viewing... Scottish football three through their eyes and only caring about them and when Sky and BT and Premier Sports and stuff like that, they just go, right, what's Rangers and Celtic doing? We'll focus on that. And we always complain going, it's ridiculous, other clubs exist, we should be focusing on that. Well, 
I think we then have to listen to lowland league fans and lower league fans who are saying, well, it's a bit ridiculous that Heart Celtic Rangers can just come in and because of their size, put a team into the league. Like, additionally, I think it would be better... Pe- and listen, this is just a personal view. People going, well, we need them to develop. Then send them out on loan. Like, that's what the loan market's there for. I know it's maybe not as... It's not the same, obviously, because with the B team, you can get them in a system and a formation and a role that means that they then just seamlessly come up into the first team and do the exact same thing. So I was at the Whitehill Welfare friendly on Saturday. Naismith was the coach. And the formation they were playing is the formation that the first team played. Because then that allows all the players to just be naturally lifted up. And if you're gives them that alone, pathway, doesn't it? The yeah. sort of seamless transition from academy to first team. And I understand that if you're out on loan, there's not that guarantee. You could be chucked in any formation, any position that that manager wants you to be in. But surely that moulds you and benefits you as a player. Because it can provide adaptability, you get yeah. more experience and stuff like that. I... I just think it's a bit ridiculous. I think the Lowland League's quite embarrassing generally with this whole Broomhill situation. I think it's. I, 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 I opted not to include them in yeah. the, the sort of other teams that they could be facing. You're you're yeah. not best pleased with that, are you? No, I just think it, it just shows up how embarrassing lower league Scottish football can be at times. And that is just a publicity stunt. It'll be dead within a year and a half. Like, it's just. You reckon? Oh, there's no way they'll. They're all just giving, it's just a mates thing where they're giving each other jobs and all that. Like, it doesn't matter. But for us, it's just like, what's the point? And I think it's a bit ridiculous when people go, oh, it doesn't matter what Lowland League fan, who cares about the Lowland League? It's like, well, then who cares about, like, that's the same argument when English people say, who cares about Scottish football? And we defend it because, of course, we do. Just because their team is lowered down doesn't mean they're any less invested and they don't care as much those exact same people are the ones that are quick to pinpoint the fact that when Andy Robertson was let go by Celtic he was playing for Queen's Park yeah there's exactly. there's one case why your lower league clubs are just as important as you know your top tier your second tier and what have you 100% but so. I think I will say Nate from a coaching perspective I was saying this to you before we came on and I said it on Twitter I think Naismith's coaching is very good. We obviously beat Whitehill 4-0 and I said on Twitter, his coach isn't just the traditional shouting at players, which he kind of was when he was a player. Oh, well-renowned <laughs> for. Lot. That was one of my favourite traits of him. Yeah, exactly. But I I really do think he's a good coach. He's constantly talking the younger players through the game. He, he's actually giving tactical instructions. He's not just shouting, get into them or push up or come on, get stuck in. It's actual tactical advice. And being able to be so close to that was really fascinating. So I think even just from that perspective, it will provide Naismith, even if that's the only benefit, it provides Naismith (laughs) actual regular coaching that will hopefully allow him to progress. And look, it it seems to be flying. I mean, he's linked with, you know, a couple of manager vacancies that have come up. He's obviously had, you know, is his role with, he had a role with Scotland temporarily. I don't think that's been made permanent, is it, Stephen Naismith? I'm not sure, but he just seems to be know. hanging about the national team at all <laughs> times. Anybody need an emergency coach? Yeah. <laughs> Nays is your man. Um, so look, we've got a new reserve team in essence. We've got a plethora of new players. We've got stunning new kits. We're also going to have new stadium announcers. Um 
And Hearts confirmed today uh, the appointment of Graham and Keith Easton as the club's new stadium announcer team. There seemed to be a lot of mix-up with regards to this on socials. I believe it's Graham that will be announcing uh, and Keith will be the one that is conducting a match day experience uh, for supporters obviously heading to Tynecastle Park. The club have also spoken about screens, which I've got to be honest, I was one of those that was absolutely loving the fact that we could slag Hibs Rotten for these big screens and nothing else going well on the park. So hopefully we perform next year so that all, we do, all that we don't hear is the fact that we've got, oh, look at the brand, the big brand new screens to show hearts being absolutely pish on them. Though. Imagine that, It's like, we're good and we've got better screens than you. So even the one thing that you had, it's like, <laughs> we've even beat you there. Get out around you. <laughs> <laughs> what do you make of that? If I'm right, because I'll be, I'll be ignorant here, I didn't know who the guys were. Uh, I just saw them as two people. Um, that makes two I, of us, but I do recognise one of their voices. So Graham is the Hamden announcer for Scotland games. Right. This is... Through Andrew Petrie, friend of the show, telling me <laughs> has, I didn't know this. Has, has Keith done any work for the rugby? No, because I, 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 no I felt like his voice was familiar as well. I don't know. Maybe he's announced at Murrayfield. I could just be making that up, but I, I feel like I I've heard absolutely. The I know nothing about rugby. I've never watched a game on TV. So fantastic! I, I used to go I'm, with my I'm granddad, and he he sports hips, but he's more of a rugby man. So that tells you exactly why he sports hips. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. But yeah, I. I I didn't know who they were, but they seem to have very glowing recommendations. People are really excited by it. It's always good that when they're actual Hearts fans as well. I know that's like a little thing and professionals can do a good job regardless, but it just adds a little... Like yeah, it's nice. Scott it's nice Wilson was great. It's because yeah. he, he cared so much. And would wind so, yeah. up opposition fans just like any yeah. of us with a mic would do. So yeah, exactly. uh, uh, any, any sort of pettiness that you can get in there, lads. Yes, please. Go for it. So, I'm trying to think of anything else that we've missed. We've obviously season got tickets. record season ticket sales, which is fantastic, but that's yeah. to be expected with the club. Like, how mad is it that we're actually going to be participating in European competition? <laughs> that is still not sunk in yet. That is mental. It's going to when we're getting eight mental. I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> it's going to be some glamour tie in the Europa, isn't it? And, like... We got battered off Spurs. We did well against Liverpool, so surely we're due an absolute annihilation off somebody. <laughs> I have no idea who it's going to be. Um, but that's that's a while away. It's the 2nd of August that that's, yeah. that's the draw, isn't it? So that's a while away. But the domestic fixtures have come out. Um, of course, we've obviously had our one pre-season fixture that we previously alluded to, uh, which was a resounding 4-0 victory over Gibraltar's Europa FC. The rumour is they're in the conference. Yes, they will yeah. be. Yeah. So, again... If that's the that, quality of the conference, we could win it. And I know <laughs> I, I know it's early days, but let's get those flights booked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, obviously, tonight as this goes out... or Sorry, tonight as we're recording, we've taken on East Fife, we've said about that. Tonight as this goes out, the 6th, uh, you'll be off to Ainsley Park to see us take on Spartans. I'll be away down to Inner Leithen to see us take on Vale of Leithen. We can come back next week and dissect both of those because I'm sure they'll both be tremendous clashes. Um, <laughs> but the rest of our pre-season schedule looks 
somewhat hectic, somewhat decent. Uh, Saturday sees us welcome Bonnie Rose, who of course now of League 2 uh, to Tynecastle Park. In a match which I thought was going to prove to be Gary Locke's testimonial, but more on that later. We head to England for consecutive Wednesday fixtures, taking on uh, English League 2 side Tranmere Rovers at Prenton Park on the 13th of July. And then a week later, taking on Preston North End of the Championship at Deepdale uh, on the 20th. Ben Woodburn's Preston North End. I saw that. Um, Thoughts and praise with Richard Cobb at this hard time. <laughs> and and Rick, our, our long-term listener. Rick, is it Rick Harrison, the Preston Rick fan? Rick Harrison, the yeah. The North, North End fan. Sorry, mate. So um, I thought Ryan Lowe was a, a decent young manager, but now he obviously cannot see a player he's going um, to be playing right wing back did you see that no I did not see that he's one year right one year deal with the option for a second cannot wait for him to score an absolute screamer <laughs> in front of all those fans and made the trip shoot us yeah. as he runs back <laughs> cup in his ear or whatever um, and then Saturday the 23rd I'd mentioned Gary Locke's testimonial Hearts take on Stoke City and I see that Rudy Scatchell has already Throwing the teasers out on his Instagram, saying that he has a big game to prepare for. Uh, Make of that what you will. And then, of course, pre-season's done. The following Saturday, once that, the 30th of July, Mm. it all gets underway again. Hartman will then hosting Ross County in their Premiership opener. I won't be in the country, so I'm giving my old man the ticket, but I'll be cheering the boys on from 3,000 miles away nonetheless. What did you make of the fixtures when they came out? Did you look at the, that second week and go, oh, that mob at Easter Road, great. Or what, what yeah. did you make of it all? Well, first of all, Stephen Kingsley's just scored a sweet strike from range. So we're phoning up. I mean, imagine my surprise. Yeah, I cannot believe it. Um, well, the Edinburgh Derby that you picked out there is four days before my birthday. So... oh. I could have a great or terrible birthday week. Well, we've basically. got we've got a decent record on your birthday. Yes, we're not we going to get into this again. But uh, one derby in particular. This is the hope. This is the <laughs> hope that we get something like that. Um, Ross County at home cannot wait to be ten minutes in. First uh, corner hits the first man, and we boo. Like, Can't really you see? Forward to that. Uh, you were talking about your birthday, nineteen twenty. I was on holiday. In Nice, we drew nil-nil at home to Ross County before being relegated that season. I beg I when we're away, I beg that we stuff them. Don't care the scoreline, just win, please. And then I'll feel better about the campaign to come because I've got this fear. That, like we, I, I've harped on about this last season. We have to get off to a good start. Have to get off to a good start. Because Europe's going to hit. We're going to have a plethora of fixtures to contend with. It's going to be grim. I'm expecting the run-up to the World Cup to be absolutely horrible. Mm-hmm. And then potentially after that, we can salvage an already hopefully decent season. But it, it all depends on that start. Well, I really look forward to a 2-0 loss at home to Ross County, that's going to be some laugh as I get messages for you in a different continent going, I tell you, we're knackered, we're not going to do anything this season. And Connor Randall seals the deal for the Staggies. Don't, don't, don't you dare. Um, but yeah, looking forward to it, the, the pre-season games will be fun, as I say I'm going to the Spartans game tonight as this comes out, I'm going to the Bonnie Rig game on Saturday, my dad and brother are going to both English games. 
fair so, play. That is fair play to them. I mean, I, as soon as I heard there was some England friendlies, I was like, yes, brilliant, that'll be great. Wednesday night, what is that? Who's organised that? It's some laugh. We're we rolling is. over and getting our tummies tickled there. Wednesday uh, night. Do you want to spend a Wednesday night in Preston? No. No, no <laughs> one does. Even people from Preston. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rick. But Rick was hoping it would be away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, I'm look. I'm just really looking forward to football being back. At that Whitehill game, it was a B team, but I was just buzzing to be back at football. I met Daz... A fellow podcaster who's sound. It was lovely to finally properly meet him. And I, I'm, just, I'm delighted I'm you excited. said this. Like the summer is shite. See yeah, if there's not awesome. an international football tournament on. I ain't interested. Yeah. I'm trying to watch Wimbledon. I, I quite like my tennis. Totally. It's, it's not too bad, but just Nick Kyrgios is cracking me up. See, this is the thing. He's, I don't watch tennis, oh, right? Mate. But I've seen part he's about so, him. So... And everyone's like, he would be great in football. He would just yeah. be a wind-up match. <laughs> he would. He would. But, I mean, that was obviously before FIFA sold their souls for money. Oh, my God. Is this 5-zip? Not only 5-zip. We're winning the league because we've just scored for a corner. Right. I'm going down to the bookies first thing tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just scored five in the 55th minute. Staunch. Wait, hey. Jesus. Exactly. Um, <laughs> how fucking staunch is that? Um, Richard, Richard's going to come for me. I can, I can feel it. I can feel him through the screen. <laughs> uh, Stephen Kingsley gets his second as a... As... What a wonderful he footballer. He Can't wait signed, to see him. He was signed for this. George Grant, corner. Oh, he's a very good brilliant. set piece taker. Oh, so we're going to have all of Hart's Twitter absolutely soiling themselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He is the second coming of Messi. Brilliant. Yep. That's yes. great. Very excited to see all of these guys playing again in competitive games. So what, should I stick my dough on just the league or a domestic treble or a quadruple? <sighs> what have we said? It's hard because like we might get tired after winning the treble. So the... And, every, and look, I mean, everybody says that trying to compete in two, on both a domestic and continental front is tricky. Would I settle for maybe the Europa and both domestic cups? I think, I think I'd take that. I think we'd take that. We should be pushing for I think for we'd take that. But yeah. take that. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a solid starter. For yes, obviously, exactly. when we get Just... into the Champions League after that, then, you know. Then that's, we'll that's see what happens there. Yeah. I, I can't wait. Um, but finally, before we round off the show, because we know that we've been at it for an hour, um, we're going to try and introduce a new element because basically I just love a little quiz element in a podcast. So we're going to try and chuck one in every week. No, sell it as an original idea. <laughs> but it's anything but original. Let's just be honest. I just I, I love a wee quiz. So I thought we're just we'll just create a little one, a wee sample. If the listeners like it, we'll do it again. If they don't, we don't have to speak of we'll this never disastrous the experiment show ever again. Ever again. <laughs> exactly. The show will stay the exact same. <laughs> so, MacGyver, I've got five questions for you. Five? Um, one's, a, one's a true or false, and the last one's a who am I. So, right. And don't worry, it's not anything, you know, too, too hectic. I want to preface this. I am terrible with heart's knowledge. I can't fine. really remember who the starting lineup last season was. So, oh, this could be bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. 
And of course, feel free to play along um, in, the, in the YouTube comments or whatever. But nay cheating. We know if you're cheating. Yes. Question number one. How many red cards did Hart Midlothian receive in the 2021-22 season in all competitions? Right. Inexplicably, Devlin never got one. <laughs> Remarkably. <laughs> yeah. I can remember two. I can remember Halliday away at Aberdeen and Taylor Moore away at Motherwell. Did we get any others? I don't think so. I'm going to go with two. The correct answer is three. Who was the third? So we had Taylor Moore, Mm -hmm. Andy Halliday Mm -hmm. and Josh Ginelli. All in defeats to Motherwell, Aberdeen and Rangers respectively. Do you remember Gino on the flank against Rangers at Tynecastle? Was it the 2-0? Oh, and he was an absolute idiot. It was a double booking. Yes, I do. I was there for that one, actually. There you go, but that's not a bad start. Two thirds. That that wasn't too bad. Um, I can't wait till we're talking about the squad numbers because the second question is, Alan Forrest could be handed the number seven shirt after Jamie Walker left the club. Who were the two players to wear that particular shirt number after Jamie went down south and before he reclaimed it in his second spell? That's hard, because I'm not one for squad numbers. Um, I love all this sort of trivial shit. I can't wait till the shoe's on the other foot here. Oh, God. So, he went down in 26... One's one's fairly obvious. The other one's quite hard. I dare say that, because that makes it worse (laughs) if I didn't get it. Right, he left us in the summer of 2016? Yes. Did June take it? No. Nah, he was 10. He was just 10 all the time. Well, I can remember that June was 10. Um, <laughs> one was obvious. Folk are going to be furious with me that can, I'm not can getting I, Can I give this. you a clue? Yeah. Craig Levine signed them both. Well, he signed 85 players. <laughs> so that is the worst clue ever. One was a good fit for a player's position and the other wasn't. There you go. That's all I'm going to say. A genu- I don't even have names coming into my head. So I'm going to go with Bobby's Lamal and Colin Doyle. <laughs> Am I right, Adam? Come on. New segment. Let's go. No. <laughs> Got it. The correct answer was Danny Amanqua. Oh, my Do you God. Him? And yeah. Oli Bazanich. Oh, but I should have got Bizanich. That's got that was that was my fairly obvious. But Danny Amanqua would have been impressed. By the way, Kingsley's just scored a hat trick for a penalty. That's it. I'll go to the bookies and he's <laughs> gonna be top goal scorer next season. Yep, exactly. A month's wages on it. Easy right, money. Sorry, continue. Not a problem. Uh, so here's your true or false. True or false, Gary Mackay Stephen has twice as many Scotland caps as Stephen Kingsley. So, does GMS have two Scotland caps? Because Kingsley has one, I think. I don't know. Kingsley spoke about the fact that he got on for the last 25 seconds for a game and didn't touch the ball. Has GMS played more than one time for Scotland? I'm going to go with yes, true. It would be correct. True. He's made two appearances for Scotland to Stephen Kingsley's one. I was one. right with the numbers as well. <laughs> That's, I'm chuffed with that. You were. Well done, mate. Good knowledge. Thank you. 
Uh, thankfully, the Jambos don't have to participate in this year's Premier Sports Cup group stage. But who made up the Men in Maroons group last season? Oh, last season? Yes. Because I can kind of remember the season before, because it was, it was the Craig Whiten coming out party, as he did very well. Um, right, Not in a sexual sense, season. I don't think. But no, if, if no that's... but fair play to him. Yeah. Love um, who you want to in- love. Inverness were in it. Yes, they were. Oh, was this the season before? East Fife? I'm looking at East Fife and I just <laughs> like, I usually <laughs> just, just shove them in there. <laughs> yeah. I don't think... Oh, Cove. Yes, bear in mind, this was the last one that was done geographically. <laughs> oh, God, I. So you've got Inverness, Cove, and two more. Alan Forrest has just come on and scored with his first touch, by the way, 7-0. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> don't try and change the subject. Right, Hearts, Cove, Inverness. It wasn't our broth. I don't know why our broth. We did episodes on this last season. I know, but I hated it. Because I can just remember that we got beat by Celtic in the next round. <laughs> Coincidentally, this is the only Premier Sports Cup group stage we've actually been decent in. We, we did well in. It wasn't Cowden Beef. Nope. But we played Cowden Beef like years before. You got was l- this the year we also got Peter Head again? I don't know, was it? Peter Head. Correct. <laughs> so you got, you got three of the four. God, what league were they in? Two. Bollocks. <laughs> You've already had your championship representative and oh, yeah, two league ones. Um, so you got a league I, two. I could barely name you. It, it wasn't Stenhouse Muir, that was years before, that was like 2018. That's right, we went to that game. We went to that game. <laughs> Craig Halkin <laughs> saved our bacon. Yeah, we did, he did, indeed. Um, I genuinely am like, who are league two teams? <laughs> Who did, who did Finlay Pollock score against? Oh, that's horrible that I now can't remember that. He'll be gutted. He just scored a rake of the night, <laughs> apparently. Uh, I wasn't there. I know that. It was away. I know that as well. Mm-hmm. How do I know that? And I don't know who it Come was. Come on! Dumbarton. No. They were, they were in League was. One last season. It was oh. Sterling Albion. That's bad that I didn't get them considering I lived in that city for four we, years. We spoke about it on the pod. I, no, I've got a soft spot for the Beano's great-grandfather's <sighs> team. You should have got that, mate. That I warned you all. I'm terrible with this I, I've got to be honest. I'm worried now about this. Who am I? I'm no getting it. This is tough, but it's a good thinker. Right. <laughs> I'm well chuffed, by the way. I made, this, I made this question myself. I'm pretty proud. Okay, as well as playing for the famous Jam Tarts, I've played in England, Russia, Kazakhstan, Norway, Azerbaijan, and my homeland. I played 26 times for my national team, but only scored twice despite 160 goals in 397 games in my professional career. And the only club honour I have is an SPL title. Who am I? So... He never played, he would have played in China, you would have said that. I'm trying a Russian, like, who would it play in Russia? Because that's, like, would they have went to Zenit or CSK Moscow? Probably not from us, it's probably a lower ranked Russian I'm going to get up their Wikipedia, 
<laughs> I'll tell you who they played for because I don't okay. know that off, off the cuff. Okay. In Russia, they played for Angie Makachkala. Right, I've never heard of him. Um, that was the team that was like the minted one that Eto and Roberto Carlos and all that oh, ended up Oh, was it? Yeah. Right. I think that was their only Russian team. The rest all look as though it's the homeland. Did you see how many times he'd played for Hearts? No, I didn't, but I'll give you that. Um, according to the Wikipedia, uh, 19 goals in 47 games for the Jambos. Is Magon Calves? Nope. Think about it. They'll have to. They'll have to have won the SPL. I'll give you the year if you want. So they won the SPL title with Rangers in 0809. Oh God. I just thought you meant a title, like, within the SPL. So I was like, is it championship? Is it something there? No. He won it with Rangers in 0809. I'm well chuffed for this question. I'm pretty proud of myself. This is a tough one. Was this before or after he played for us? Mm. After. After. After? Right, well, it wasn't... I can sense everybody playing along at home. Everybody will have got this, and I'll be. T- this is just all this is going to do is expose how little knowledge I have. Don't because hearts. you'll get you'll get the return leg next week or whenever we and come you'll, back. You'll smash it and just <laughs> get off live immediately, and it'll be shite. Then I need to get out more. The thing is, that's a lot of goals for us. So I feel like it's, I a, it's a good return. It it's a very good return. It's not going to be like Volichka because he didn't go to Rangers. It's not going to be Pania. He didn't go to Rangers. <laughs> what nationality are they? What do you mean? Well, of course, they're... it's no Jankowskis because he didn't go to Rangers. No. Oh, eight, oh, nine. Miko didn't go. Chesney didn't go. No, Did no. Novakovic go? No. There's no Rudy. 160 goals <laughs> in 397 games. Good. That's amazing. And he's Lithuanian. Mm-hmm. He played for two other Scottish clubs besides Hearts. So Hearts Rangers and somebody else. Mm-hmm. Dundee United. Nope. I have absolutely no <laughs> idea. Who was it? You are going to be raging with yourself. It's not Velichka. It can't be Andreas Velichka. It is Andreas Velichka. Was it Velichka? It was. So I technically got it and then didn't get well, it. Well, you, th- you you said it wasn't in a throwaway comment. Yeah, but in the sense of his name came into my brain. And then I was why like, why nah, do you think I started laughing? Good. You literally talked about it. It's no Velichka, it's no Pania. I tried my best to hold in my laughter. Andrew Svalichka it was. So it was Svalichka. Why didn't you say something about hair? What? I, w- I would have got it in a second if you said about hair. Then it would have been too easy. Shocking. This is a disgrace. I refuse to play this segment anymore. It's embarrassing for me. If anybody, anybody else wants to replace MacIver on the quiz, yeah. just come on for the quiz alone. I would like it to just strictly be about GMS international appearances. <laughs> 
<laughs> and Stephen Kingsley's lack of. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, but like I say, you you've got you know you can gain your revenge here. You're going to get a fucking random player for the oh, A's. It's going to be dreadful. It's going to be dreadful. And you're I, getting one oh, somehow. No. I should have caveated this with players in our lifetime. No, yeah, oh, it will man. be players in our lifetime. Because we've got enough of them. We've got enough of them even if we just use a 2018 <laughs> transfer window. We'll be going for another three months. Anyway. <laughs> well, we hope you have enjoyed that new segment. We hope you've enjoyed the episode. And we hope that you've enjoyed the fact that we're back. Because we have, definitely. We've missed Most this definitely. a lot. And we've missed the new season. But it's very, very fast approaching. I've just seen... We've just made 10 subs. So... Fantastic. That's all happening. Um, but yeah, massive, massive thank you for listening to this. It's been so long since I've done an outro, so let's see if I can remember every wee thing. We are Perth to Paisley. You can get us on all the socials at Perth to Paisley. If you have enjoyed this episode, please, if you're watching on YouTube, please leave a like, subscribe and comment. Really, really helps. If you've just been listening to us on your audio platform, please leave us a review on that. It really helps us there. We've also got an email address, perthtopaisley at gmail.com if you want to fire us over an email. If you guys have any who am I suggestions, fire them over to us via the email, not the Twitter or anything, because well, then we'd see it. Well, that that's what I was going to say. It's going to have to be like to one or the other for the other person. Yeah, but that's fine. It'll yeah. just be the week that... The week that I'm do- so, for example, this week... Adam won't check and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, fire right? them over to McIver or yeah. whatever. Yes. So, we'll do that. But yeah, any other queries as well, you can get us Perth to Paisley at gmail.com. Adam, where can they get you on all the socials? They can get me on all the socials at Adam T. Kendall. And I just want to say, um, my my gran passed a couple of years ago um, and I was at a, a sort of service for a cross being dedicated to her at our local church. Um, and I was delighted to meet George Foxton, who is a massive Perth to Paisley listener. So, George, just want to say massive thank you for all the support um, and hope you've enjoyed this episode. It's great to be back. Um, and we had a good chat about Hearts, who he wants to see come in and what have you. So, George, hope you've enjoyed it, mate. As all the lovely listeners have. Uh, but, yeah, at Adam T. Kendall on all the socials. What about yourself, mate? That is class. I echo the same sentiments there. The amount of people who were tweeting us being like, when are you coming back? It's still quite surreal that people want to hear our thoughts and me be terrible at quizzes. So I hope it was worth the... Hopefully they are equally way. as terrible at the quiz. Yeah, exactly. Nah, everybody be better than me, then that could be a thing. <laughs> it's fine. I am at dmcaver 22 We'll be back next time to cover all other pre-season stuff that comes up. But until then, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Mother Jai Tease!